0: Happy Friday, Parish Orphans and Retrogrades. Timothy Gordon back with you with a special different kind of show I'm commemorating today, my friends, Parish Orphans and Retrogrades, close to the one-year anniversary of my own cancellation and change of life and move from California out here to Mississippi after I, a straight, white, male, Catholic, father of six, Aristotelian, uh, was, was canceled and basically chased out of the state of California, and you all came to my aid. I'm commemorating that by bringing to you Mr. Will Noland, who was canceled for similar reasons, different but similar, from Eton College in Windsor, England. And like me, a man after my own heart, Will is another straight, white, male, conservative, Aristotelian father, of six, a good Catholic man. He's with me here today, and I'm honored to bring you on, Well, to commemorate my own firing or what have you. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Tim. And yeah, what a coincidence. Plenty of similarities between the two cases. Yeah, g- good company to be in. A couple of based uh, Catholic fathers of, of six who are world beaters, if you know what I mean. I mean, uh, like you're a friend of a friend, and I heard about this story that's Breaking in the press, it happened to you almost half a year ago, right? A little over yeah, half right. a year ago. Yeah, yeah. But it's breaking right now in the press. Aren't you getting some coverage there in the UK? There'll be
1: it. There'll be some more coverage coming for a new development in the case uh, this weekend. But the actual story uh, broke around Christmas in full. Um, the controversy at the school came up in around September, October. And then after a long internal process, then it hit the press after the appeal was unsuccessful. And I turned to the broader community for further support.
0: So can you give us the basic fact pattern? What what happened? What went down? And give us some sense of the timelines. Yeah, sure. So I think
1: one of the reasons that the story's got so much attention in the UK is the school I was at, which is Eton College, arguably the most famous of the traditional Public schools in England. Founded in 1440, it's educated 20 prime ministers and it's seen as being a bastion of traditional British education. Not only that, but it's renowned for its culture of debate and free speech. So the boys there all live away from home. It's a boarding school. And inside each of the boarding schools, you've got a room called Debate, which is where they're encouraged to have the freedom to discuss ideas and try out different viewpoints. And there's a, a course run by the school. It's flagship debating course called Perspectives, where they hear viewpoints and are encouraged to challenge them. And what got me in trouble was a lecture that I created for that course.
0: Interesting. Okay, so what, what was the content of the lecture for this course <laughs> that got you in trouble? Well, I mean, it it seems
1: like there's nothing more controversial anyone can put forward today than a defense of patriarchy. And that is what the lecture was. Um, And the reason for that is that it was a response to the overwhelming attack on patriarchy that was flooding the curriculum. The students mentioned that they felt that gender theory was being taught as fact, and that they were getting a imbalanced account of some of these ideas through the normal lessons and also through external speakers and lecturers coming in and giving their radical feminist viewpoint on the relationship between men and women. So as a one-off and just to try to tip the balance back towards equilibrium, I created this lecture and, you know, it's a half an hour talk. There are over, over 40 academic references in it. So there's plenty of food for thought for them. But before they got to see it, one member of staff claimed to find it offensive. And then the whole thing got pulled just from one person being upset. The students weren't allowed to encounter the ideas. Now, I'd already posted it onto YouTube channel, which I had permission for and had a disclaimer on at the request of the college. So the request was also made to take it off YouTube as well. And I said, yes, if you can explain what the problem is. And there were no objections to the ideas given. which is just told it was unacceptable. So I left it up because the, the school is supposed to uphold independent thought and broad-based discussion.
0: Now, you are like a, a doppelganger. You're like my English brother. <laughs> I mean, aside from you on paper, the publications of you, assuming that this has become a, something that's published to YouTube, this lecture you did on the patriarchy. I'm awaiting right now the publication. We are in the pre-order phase of my book called The Case for Patriarchy. I'm having a bit of fun with you. This is literally the book I've written for Sophia Institute Press, and uh, Crisis crisis imprint of Sophia. And we will see that book published on October the 1st people can go get that today from the good folks at Sophia Institute Press. The case for patriarchy, which is precisely the case that you were making at Eton College and got sacked therefore. This just there, there's some sort of mystical bond between us well <laughs> because I you know our mutual friend told me you guys are are men after one another's hearts and I want to say this much. Okay. The right wing, particularly the, the Christian Christian right, which includes the Catholic right, is amazing. When a good man like yourself, Will, is canceled, people open their hearts and they open to whatever extent it's possible the checks to help you out, uh, the checkbooks. They go to your Patreon account is the more uh, neologistic way of, of handling it. And I just want to take this moment to thank people for doing this for me on Donor box and go fund me. And I, I've I've said it a couple different times, but it, it was amazing. One of the more amazing months of my life was the, the support that I received in the month following my own sacking, my own cancellation for, for similar reasons to you, Will. So I would just say if look, if you people are out there feeling that you don't want to give to your parishes because your bishops are evil which is a common complaint we get here on rules for retrogrades. You could tithe elsewhere to a good man, a good teacher, a uh, son of the church, like Will Noland. And we're going to put his crowdsourced information on the channel. And Will, you might want to um, shout it out once right now. But I, I would really urge people, if you're so inclined and if you're blessed enough to have a little extra, be it five bucks or 50 bucks, throw it Will's way. It made a humongous difference from me and my family less than two months after Abby, my eldest daughter, had had brain surgery. You people were felt life-saving. And I'd just like to thank you and say, if you're still looking for this, one year later, we just missed the one-year anniversary of all this. I was going to do a show, but I thought, no. And now I'm glad I waited because we can have Mr. Will Noland on to talk about his circumstances and to present his need, uh, his heroic downfall. So Will, you want to shout out what your crowd crowdsourcing is whether it's gofundme or donor box
1: yes on on donor box um so just google book uh, google donor box and then my name will noland and that will come up and that's been live since the since the firing uh last year so september october time so it's coming along but the the legal cases against the school are currently in the works so the, the more
0: the better would be helpful very grateful for that yeah, donor box. That's good good for you for finding them. I started, this is deets that no one ever really knew because I haven't published them, but I started a GoFundMe and it went nuts for two or three days. But then they're big radical lefties. They hate guys like you and I. Well, mm. and they started freezing the accounts and they they'll freeze it incrementally and you can pull out whatever's there, then they'll refreeze it and then refreeze it. And so we, you know, we we placed a call to the attorneys. And we said, this is going to be a problem. And before I went on some of the bigger shows here in America, right wing shows, I just said to hell with this. And I, yeah. I switched the whole campaign to donor box. Who I didn't even know about. So good on you for knowing a donor box people, please go find Will Nolan at his donor box account. If you're so inclined, because I can tell you, I know where I speak. I've been there. Uh, one finds oneself fired for doing the right thing. And it's even in this strange clown world we live in now, it's an odd, odd, odd experience on the day it happens. How is your family now, Will?
1: Yeah, they're all doing well. And in some ways, it's a relief to be out of an environment that was going against so much of what we believe in. And when I was given the option to take the video down, with the assurance that you know potentially the investigation that was already ongoing might conclude in my favor, um, I spoke to my wife about it, and uh, I said I'd I'd rather leave this up, given that I'm already being investigated, whether I take it down or not. I want people to know what it is, so right. there can be no rumors and everything's out in the open. And she said, "Yeah, let's let's leave it up, and just accept whatever the consequences are." So it was good to have her support. And uh, the kids are all doing fine, back closer to family now. So it's been a blessing in some ways.
0: The expression um, Garrison used, a famous DA in New Orleans that actually brought the only case to trial ever in the assassination of JFK. His name is William Garrison. He would use this old Greek diktat, and it goes like this. And I think it applies to men like you, Will, and myself. Let justice be done, though the heavens fall. And, you know, I just, I, I feel like I know your wife. She must be a good woman because my wife is a good, strong woman. And she she had the exact same uh, creed de corps, the exact same attitude throughout the entire process. Like, screw that. We are not turning back. We are not to be deterred. So... God bless you and your wife and, of course, all of your six kids. How, how old is your, your eldest kid? Uh, Fifteen now. Yeah. And then the the
1: youngest is just four weeks. Oh, so oh. got a good good range, yeah.
0: So you got uh, sacked when your wife was two or three months pregnant.
1: Yeah, exactly. So even more uncertainty. And, uh, you know, we mentioned that in the proceedings against the school and said that this was disproportionate, but you only get the flack when you're over the target and what was in the video that the case for patriarchy which you know five minutes ago wouldn't have been all that controversial because essentially it's saying that the, the masculine role is as protector of women and children and head of the family but also servant of the family that was seen as too dangerous an idea for students to possibly consider and then merely quoting some of what the radical feminists say and exposing what the logical consequences of those are, they didn't want that discussed. And they also referred me to the regulatory body that would uh, potentially cancel my whole teaching career, ban me from being in any other
0: schools. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, well, I think you'll, uh, you'll enjoy this. My wife makes these cross stitches. We give them to our patrons when they win quizzes or a little contest that we put on. I don't know if you can read it from there, but it says, I heart with the little immaculate heart. I heart the patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) We are all about the Patriarchy. I mean, it's funny. You got fired for making the case for patriarchy. I wrote the case for patriarchy. And of course, it's a dangerous idea. Look, the idea goes like this. It doesn't matter which type of Christian one is. It doesn't matter whether you're Catholic, Eastern Orthodox, Protestant. I'll let you uh, ex- extrapolate on this a little bit more, but for any type of believing Christian, there can be no Christian feminism. There must be an overwhelming case for patriarchy because of seven or eight epistles of St. Paul. I mean, I'm talking 1 Corinthians, Colossians, Ephesians. People know Ephesians 5, Timothy, Titus. Mm-hmm. There are many more, even the book of Sirach in the Old Testament. Say such explicit unwavering endorsements of literally untethered male leadership. It's untethered to any kind of conditions that one cannot be a a Christian and a feminist. And this is not just an issue for Catholics because we're talking about scripture, the patristic fathers, Jerome, Augustine, you know, Ambrose, St. John Chrysostom, they take these scriptural passages by, by Paul in the epistles, and they make them even more based and red-pilled and more explicit in their affirmation of male power, male headship over families. This is actually why females have to veil, because, because and males, it's considered a sin to veil, because their authority is unchecked by any earthly authority, only God. Females are subservient uh, if they're married to their, their husbands. So the case for patriarchy is strong. And like you said, my book that's coming out in a month or so, it would be a very poor dissertation because it's such an obvious, inarguable proposition for the first 1900 years of Christendom, right? It's only Mm -hmm. become controversial recently, such that a good man can be sacked for saying it. Yeah, I mean, the question about why it's become so controversial
1: is one of the things that I had hoped that the students would have the chance to discuss, but evidently it was so controversial. We couldn't get that far. I think the reason is that um, nothing's more important to society than the family, the structure of the family. So any, any clear headed radical is going to target that first of all and breaking down that structure is going to allow it to be disrupted. But you mentioned all the, scriptural or doctrinal sources for patriarchy, I knew that I wouldn't really get anywhere with addressing a largely secular audience by relying on those. So I just quoted mainly uh, atheistic modern scientists instead. So the canonical position of anthropology is that no human society that we know of has been a matriarchy. Universally, it's patriarchy. So you can just start from that fact and ask, well, why is that? And some of the reasons given are to do with warfare and men having the protector role. So in no society has um, frontline combat been something that women have been conscripted into, just as in no society have men been the primary caregivers for infants. So you can see why this is the case with Christian doctrine is because it's just built on something that is in the nature of things.
0: Yeah, grace builds upon nature. There is no, as we're always telling our secular right-wing cohorts and our our Protestant right-wing cohorts, we're always saying, look, grace builds upon nature. There is no tension between philosophy and theology or religion and science. Grace builds upon nature. The supernatural law of Scripture only builds upon the natural law of Aristotle, who I quote up and down this book, The Case for Patriarchy. Mm Recent examples in sports, you know, the Serena and Venus Williams challenge Karsten Brosh, the 200th ranked male tennis player, because they're the best at, at female tennis and they get demolished. The U.S. women's soccer team, the Olympic team or whatever challenges the you know 14 and under Dallas club soccer male boys team and they get demolished, nearly shut out. Uh, you know, a female gets forced to fight against a, a man who thinks he's a woman in mixed martial arts and she gets her skull cracked. And that guy went on to crack another female skull. It's it's actually, if it weren't so sad, miserable, it would be funny. But, you know, and, and if you don't laugh, you cry. But the point is, it doesn't matter which of our five senses we use or whether we we're, tapping into our supernatural metaphysical nous or rather just a a kind of natural uh you know i don't know sanguine folksy knowledge we're being pointed in the exact same direction in every case the patriarchy is real it's the way that creation was destined and the point is this i guess we should we should i should close with this question for you because both of us agree, obviously, there is a very overwhelmingly strong case for patriarchy. But education is such that saying any of the universal axioms of man, you know, especially those that have come about in the last 2,500 years from Aristotle to now, are the most dangerous things that a public servant can say, particularly a teacher of children. I don't know about the UK though i'm often told that it it leads the us in terms of it's a little more progressive in its progress so i'm often told you guys are a little bit further down that darkling road why is it so dangerous for a us teacher or a uk teacher to say something that is a simple article of common sense
1: i think it's because over recent decades The kind of people who want to say those things have conceded too much ground to people who want to completely shut them out. And there's now a a tightening stranglehold on education. And it's from the very people who, if you go back to the, the French Revolution, for example, were crying the loudest for liberty. And Voltaire's may disagree with what you say, but defend to the death your right to say it. Now, from the radical left, you get the attempt to shut it down completely. And it's concerning because at the heart of the Western tradition of education is rationality, ultimately a commitment to the the mind and the fact that we're made in God's image and have intellects and that we should be able to think things through. And you've got the Thomistic format of the disputed question. You've got to have the strongest counter arguments to the point you're considering and then argue back against those students are being denied that and instead debate is being shut down yeah is it because education is now aiming at political indoctrination well if so then it's not genuine education aristotle said that if education is subordinated to uh, political ends it becomes servile rather than liberal it's not truly freeing so that's my big concern in this that's the point of principle at
0: stake servility Instead of liberality, absolutely. And liberality in the best sense of the term, meaning a truly free education, which orients the young human mind toward intellectual and moral virtue, which is the whole point of an education. It's not to be skills-based. It's not to make you money. A, A real education is obviously not to indoctrinate one into worship of the state or the new cultural left. But these are the three sort of misuses of education on a sliding scale that we've witnessed over the 20th century, at least in America. And it sounds like an in England too, such that real teachers who want to educate the soul in moral and intellectual virtues that Aristotle talks about in books three, four, and five of the Nicomachean ethics. Well, we're, we're, we're a dying breed, aren't we? Well, look, man, I, I really want everyone to go uh, to your crowdsourced page Uh, which is Donor Box. Go to Will Noland with a K, K K-N-O-W-L-A-N-D. Please, if you guys have an extra five bucks to spare, throw it Will's way. He's doing good work. He's a friend of a good friend, a trustworthy man. I think everyone can plainly see here what a hero this is. God bless you, Will. Thank you for spending the time with me here today. We need to retake education. We need to metaphorically burn all of the institutions like bridges that have been stormed by the left now. We need to build up new lyceum-like schools. We need to get out of public education. You guys need to homeschool your kids. And that's why I'm helping homeschoolers in every way I can. Go to timothyjgordon.com. Click enroll because I have classes for homeschoolers opening up first week of September. God bless you, Will. Thank you for being with me here today, my friend. And onward and upward, man. I, I really wish all the best to you and your family. Thanks, Tim. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Great to hear the encouragement too.
1: God bless you, brother. Take care.